Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited to have my friend Susan Bowers on the podcast today. After more than 20 years as a professional actor on the stage telling good stories well, Season retired from the theater to tell the best story well, whether on the radio, speaking on large or small platforms, in writing, or over long lunch, Season loves any opportunity to connect with people and talk about Jesus. Transparent through the difficulties of life, she makes a daily and even moment-to-moment choice to lock eyes with Jesus as her source of hope and constant joy. She can be heard on radio stations across the country through her daily feature, Joybringer, and is the midday host for Joy 999 in West Michigan. She is a Master of Divinity from Bethel Seminary, San Diego, and is ordained with the Free Methodist denomination. Thanks to ChristianMingle.com, she met her husband, Chris, and they married 10 weeks later, giving Season the gift of being an instamom to Aubrey, Alana, and Ariana. Season and her husband travel as much as possible, but call Tennessee home, which I may or may not be a little jealous of, (laughs) while full of joy and Jesus. Season is almost always full of tea with maybe too much yummy creamer. Welcome, Season. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to be with you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you on here. Just for everyone else to hear, I've been following Season on Instagram and she is just like one of those people that you see and you're like, I want to be this girl's friend. So I'm so (laughs) thankful that you came on here and now you're my friend. So whether you like it or not, you're my friend. (laughs) 100%. I am. And I, that's the only thing that the Lord knows me and, and, and he's so gracious to give me opportunities to connect with people because I just think life is better when we do it together. And I love meeting people and connecting and making friends. And I just, I think, especially as I get older, um, I love people even more. And I just, I love, I freaking love people. <laughs> just Girl, me too. And anyone that's listening to this is going to be like, oh my gosh, this is Janice's blonde twin because right. literally yeah. like get me around people. I was somewhere a few weeks ago and the person I was with was like, you get crazy when you're around people. I'm like, I just genuinely love people. It's because yes. I love the Lord and he loves people and his spirits in me. And so it's just so hard to not just, I don't know. I just love people, meeting new yeah. people, all the things. So yeah. Amen. So I'd love to kick off the podcast with asking you five fun facts about yourself so everyone can get to know you a little bit. Are you up for that? Okay. I, maybe. Yes, I can do it. <laughs> Okay. Let's do this. All right. Question number one is tell us something that's on your bucket list. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't have a formal bucket list because everything's like my favorite and I want to do everything. So everything's on my bucket list, but, um, no, I don't, I'll tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to jump out of an airplane. Um, what I, but I want to, well, I want to go to every country in the world. Like one's not enough. Like I love traveling and I just want to go to everywhere. So 
that's a lot of things on that one bucket list. It's like many check marks for the one. I love that. My passport little holder thing says, I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my list. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We are the same. <laughs> I need, I'm looking it up. No kidding. I'm look, I need that. I'm looking it up right now. I love it. I love traveling too. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Question two is what is your favorite quote and or scripture? Oh, that's not fair. (laughs) You have a lot of them. Yeah. Because I told you everything's my favorite. (laughs) So, okay. Well today, today, because I was talking about on the radio um, today, it's the 31st of March. So I don't, whenever this comes out, but that's what today is. Is it? No, no, it's the 30th, but I recorded for tomorrow. Cause this is the life of a radio host. Um, already recorded for tomorrow. So to, I, we've been doing a 31 days in Proverbs. So tomorrow, the 31st is Proverbs 31 and, uh, 31:25 is she's clothed in strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. And it is, uh, just one of the life verses the Lord has given me along with the many others, but what I love about that is that, um, is this one of those moments where I can talk about yes, absolutely. <laughs> you, what you, you asked just, for, I'm going to go, preach. we're not, we okay. don't, they don't have to be short answers. Okay. Nope, good. You just so I love it because when we're clothed with strength and dignity, so strength is, is the joy of the Lord is our strength. So his wraparound protection that, that fully wraps around us in his strength allows us to be filled with joy and not depleted. So we're clothed in strength and dignity. We're wrapped in his purple robe of righteousness. It's the righteousness of the Lord and the robe will never fit us. It's too big. So my robe that I'm in and that your robe that you're in hangs, it's drapes on us. It's too big because it's our father's robe. He's given us his robe of righteousness and that uh, wipes the shame of our face. And we get to live in his strength filled with joy. So we can laugh without fear of the future, locking eyes with Jesus and being led by the spirit anywhere he leads us, knowing that we're confident that we walk in freedom, free of shame, full of joy and, uh, into our destiny. So that, and, and, and I have that tattooed on my right forearm, uh, on purpose because when I hold a microphone to speak, I like to mm-hmm. hold a microphone instead of wear like a love, um, when I hold it in my right hand, that verse acts as a shield. Um, so I really, spiritually speaking, have it on my arm. So it's like, pew, pew, like I can <laughs> bat away any arrows the enemy wants to throw at me because that's the truth about who I am. I'm clothed in strength and dignity and I can laugh without fear of the future. So that is today <laughs> my favorite verse. I love that. That's beautiful. I have that scripture hanging in my bedroom. And I, of course you do, Janice. Oh, of course I you know. do. <laughs> and I also don't like lapel mics. I have to hold a mic. Like I have Come on. to hold a mic when I'm speaking. But I love that. I love that you said that because that has been like the theme verse in my heart that I've been praying over women as I've been ministering to them in this season, just declaring over them that you are clothed in strength and dignity. You will laugh without yes. fear of the future. And so ah, I love everything you shared with that. Oh, Twins, so girl. I know. She's my blonde twin. I love it. <laughs> okay. Question number three, if you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? Okay. So first of all, here's a little fun, um, fun fact about me. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. That is a fun fact and very unique. So, <laughs> right. It's because I hate it. It smells okay, but it tastes like it's from the devil. So I love <laughs> tea. I'm a tea person. So people are like, Oh, good for you. You don't drink coffee. Oh, don't get it twisted. I am fully caffeinated. I am. I am powered <laughs> by the Lord and by a black substance that's bitter, that is ripe to put yummy creamer in and it's hot tea, black hot tea, like English breakfast, 
not Earl Grey, also from the devil. So I love English breakfast tea. So if I was going to have a cup of tea or or iced tea with anybody, that's not fair. Um, is Jesus too lame? That's lame. No. Okay, well, so Jesus, obviously, um, because he's my favorite. And probably, okay, this is weird. But I would love to get the women of my family who've all gone on to be with the Lord um, together, maybe at the same age, like maybe we were all 30 and have like just a session with them, like my mom and my grandmas and my great aunts and great, great people I don't even know. Just the the legacy of women that I'm now carrying the mantle because they're all, they've all gone on. In fact, I'm the pretty much the only person in my whole family alive like that. They're all gone. Um, and so it's a weird thing to be kind of the only one left and I don't have biological children. So it's sort of just me. Mm-hmm. And to have that, I lost my mom when I, she was 49, I was 26. And my grandmother died a month before her. She was 66. And my other grandma had passed away short around that time too. And so they all kind of died really young and and I didn't get to live my adult life gleaming from them. Mm. And I think I would, I was going to say I would kill, but I wouldn't kill, but I'd pay a lot of money to mm-hmm. have that time with them and to learn and just peer into their lives. So that, that doesn't, that's, that's a cheater way. Cause it's not one person, but. I love that's such a beautiful answer. And I know, like, for me, I've been trying to be super intentional. I only have one grandparent still living, but even before the other ones passed to like, try to ask all the questions, like, how did you and grandpa meet? And just like all those things that I don't know, I just I didn't want to think about it after the fact and be like, I wish I would have known and, or would have asked those things. And that's such a beautiful answer. I love that. I love that. I've never had to answer that. I've never really answered that before. And that, that's what really came to my mind. I think that it's the, the cry of my heart would be to, to connect and know I've prayed this a lot. Like, Lord, I, I just, I, I wish that, that I would know what my ancestors would, the prayers or, or their belief, or were there people who were on fire for you? Were there ministers of the gospel? Did, you know, I, I know that I'm a product of the prayers of my grandmas and my mom, but, but I wish I knew more, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for the day that all that fills in. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. It's got my, my mind going too, where I'm like, Hmm, I really don't know much beyond like maybe the two generations above me, like either. So yeah. Yeah. That is super interesting. Okay. Question four might tie into that too, but who are your heroes slash role models? Oh, um, I am not one who is like uber plugged in to -hmm. the world. I don't really follow people um, so much as much as I just try to follow the Lord. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, that's a hard one because I feel like in my life, the lessons that I have learned are that I have a tendency because I lost so many family members so young. I have a tendency to walk around at the risk of being hyper spiritual. It it truly would be Jesus mm-hmm. and, and the Holy Spirit. It, and I know that 
could be conveyed as 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 trite, right? But um, I spent so many years of my life, like the ugly duckling walking around to women and leaders with the posture of like, will you be my mother now? Will, will you be my leader now? Can I follow you? Because I felt such a lack of that in my life after there was so much death. And just the longing of my heart was for the mother, for the, the spiritual guide, for the leader. And I have been desperately hurt by people, like just devastated by people who have let me down. And it wasn't their fault, right? I placed onto them such a weight and and need. And I've learned through my life that it's Jesus. He is all sufficient. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, he's said to me, just you're mine and I want to be your confidence. I am your source. You're not waiting for it, the big break, the person, the opportunity, whatever. It is here. It is me. And so when I became so fulfilled by the Lord and his, him as my source, I stopped looking to people as my hero, as my, as my guide, because I would so quickly become all encompassed and wrapped in an organization or a leader. Right. And, and I follow and am led by, and am, and I look to the Lord as my, as my source, as my role model. It, it, it's safe. It's safer. Um, cause he'll never disappoint me and he'll never leave. That is so good. And your answer is just filled with so much wisdom. And even like now in the Christian world, and I'm not going to like talk about name names or anything, but there's just a lot coming out about different churches and things. Uh -huh. and All day. The, yeah. And the, the response that I'm hearing from the mature believers is exactly what you said. And it's stop looking to people yeah. and look to Christ because yeah. I know, and I personally know so many people who have been so hurt in ministry and things and they're, they've walked away from God or Christianity yeah. or whatever, because of they put all their stock in a human being and that's never a healthy place to be. And the Lord's really taught me even in this season is like my influence is increasing. We can say or whatever that do not allow yourself to be a crutch for people. And so like, I'll get on and do Bible breaks on social media and stuff. And the Lord has really been very clear with me. You're not going to do it on a consistent basis. You're only going to do it when I tell you to, because I don't want people to, you know, the only time they're getting in the word is when Janice is on at two o'clock every day or whatever. So I'll get right. on randomly sporadically. And I actually had someone DM me and say, Hey, I was hoping you would hop on today, but I saw you didn't. And she goes, but it really ignited a fire in me to get in the word for myself. And, and, and the Holy spirit spoke to me that I can't wait for you to get me. And it was just confirmation of what the Holy spirit for, sure. for me. Wow. So I love, I love that you hit on that. And that is such a, just like a wisdom filled answer. So that, yeah. Mm. So last question is, what is one thing, this is going to be hard to is one ah. that God is teaching you in this season? Oh, well, holy cow. Okay. So, um, I, I, this call it wisdom, call it experience, right? Um, I have, I've never been so peaceful in a time of such transition and what feels like instability in my whole life. Be and, and I'm so grateful for that. The Lord is like, are, I've been teaching you to trust me. 
trust me, trust me, trust me, right? I provide for you that crazy miracle money, that thing that you prayed for forever came to fruition. Like uh, I've been teaching you to trust me. And now we're in a season, We I've been in a season of such upheaval, chaos, instability. And yet I've never been more open-handed and peaceful in mm. it going, well, you've certainly done it before. You're not surprised by this moment. You know, this is what we need. I was telling you earlier, the story about a house, like, Lord, I, I have these things. I'm so grateful for what we have, but you know what we need. And it feels embarrassing to even state the need because I feel like I already have so much, but the reality is the need is real. Mm. And, and at, at, that's a hard thing, right? Because shame, the po poverty spirit will say, you know, oh no, no, I, I have too much. It's fine. It's okay. But he's like, I care about you. And I know that this need is real, even though it, it seems kind of crazy. Um, I know you're grateful for what you have, but you have a real need. And, and to be at peace when I don't know what my husband's next job is going to be. I don't know when I'm going to have another thing. I, I have a situation going on right now. Um, with my book that was supposed to come out in the fall and out of nowhere, literally like out of nowhere, uh, a couple weeks ago, my publisher called my agent and said, we're pulling and breaking the contract. We can't, we're not publishing your book. So it was the most devastating experience. I'm still like reeling from it and trying my best to just forgive and bless. And, and I don't understand it. Clearly the Lord is doing something, but I trust him and it's his word and it's his book and it's his glory and it's going to do what it's going to do. And, and instead of being riddled with absolute fear and anxiety, I'm just, I'm, I'm exercising the muscle that he's been building my mm -hmm. whole life. And I'm not perfect at it, but I guess I'm surprised by it. Like, wow. Wow, I trust that there's going to be a house. I trust that there's going to be a job. I trust that there's going to be a publisher. I trust that I'm just trusting. And so mm -hmm. that's what he's teaching me is like, I'm building these things in your life so that you can use them. Right? Yes. yes. I'm building these muscles. So, you know, it's like patience, right? He's, he's, oh, Lord, give me patience. And then he really tries to teach you patience. And you're like, cool. I, okay, that's been really great. Why would he teach you patience? So you mm. can use it, right? Yes. Right? Yes, so he's you know, building the, the, the fruit right? of the spirit and the yeah. fruit glorifies him. So Right. So when we are, when he wants to build our faith, it's not so we can just live how we've been living. Mm. He, we build our faith so that we can get out of the boat. Yes. Right? <laughs> That's yes. why he's building our faith. And so- when we get into these moments where we really need to trust him, you have to look back on the times that he's like, I've been working that muscle for years. Mm. That is so good. And you're echoing so many things that God's been teaching me in this season too. And even just over the last several months, I'm just, he's constantly speaking to me, stop leaning on your own understanding, stop leaning on your own understanding. Cause I'm always trying to figure everything out. Oh give yeah. The, give me the map, lay out the blueprints. Let's start at the top, work to the bottom kind of thing. And it's like, Nope, I'm just giving you the next few steps. I'm like, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. So season, tell us your story. Who is season? Okay. So, um, yeah, weird name, right? So 
when your mom names you season, that's just such a strange thing. And most people have thought it was a stage name because I really spent my whole life on stage. I'm like, no, I wouldn't have chose this. Thank you. Like, it's not something I chose for myself. And I didn't understand it when I was little. I used to ask my mom all the time, like, why? Because I would be made fun of and bullied and all that. And she would say, oh, we just liked it. It was that or April. No, Emily. It was that or Emily. I'm like, no, you don't just, <laughs> that's like a weird thing. But it wasn't until I got a little older, I was a teenager, and she finally said, it's from Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And the Lord has really used that meaning of my name and my existence to help me understand that I have been put here at this time for a specific reason. And he is going to use the timing and, and, and place me in the right spots at the right time. And so when I, when the questions asked, like, who am I and what do I do? Truly, I just know that I am someone who's been filled like you with a, a gift, a supernatural gift of joy and uh, a mouth and a, and a spirit as a communicator to release the good news of Jesus. And I'll do it any way I can. So I spent most of my life on stage performing and, and I've loved the Lord my whole life, but I felt um, a real call. I'd lived my dream and, and I felt a real call to do something else. And I was, I, I didn't know what that even meant, but I had already had a degree and I thought, well, where would one go to be trained? And so I applied to seminary and thought there's no way in the world they'd let me in. Cause I'm an actor. Like what is, I didn't have any formal Christian education. And, um, when I went to the interview with the board, the admissions board, they were all season ticket holders and fans of, of me. They all, they knew who I was. I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Um, and so they let me in and I, and I just was so excited to learn more, but I didn't know, I didn't even know that I could be a pastor. I didn't even know that I could do, I just thought I was going to go learn more about like theology. I didn't even know what that word meant. Um, and the Lord called me and and, and affirmed my calling. And, and now I just take any opportunity. I was a pastor in a church for a while and he sent me out or sent me out itinerantly. And I, <laughs> I'm on the radio, which is crazy because I didn't even, I don't know how that happened. It literally was the Lord fell into my lap and, um, and I speak and I travel and I get to just release the truth that joy is for you because Jesus is for you. And, and it is, it is a superhero power. Joy is buoyant. And, um, you know, it is the thing that um, I think we're missing. We're missing the good news of the gospel. If there's no joy in the gospel, then it's not good news, right? Mm. So that's who I am. And that's what I do. I take any opportunity um, to share and, and to love people and release the joy of the Lord. I love, I love all of that. <laughs> and I love, I love that your name is, I didn't even think about like where your name in Ecclesiastes 3, one, that's the theme verse of my first book I published. Oh my of gosh. It is. Of we course. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're just knit together at the heart. Okay. Lord. Right. <laughs> so I want to talk about your radio ministry, which you kind of hit on a little bit already, but can you tell us any testimonies just from either being on the radio or ministry in general, just share some testimonies, maybe encourage some people who might be going through some things or people that are ministering just to know that there's just such fruitfulness and being obedient to the Lord and giving him our yes. Yeah. So here's one. It's not glamorous. In fact, it's the opposite. Um, appear into the pain. So what I do as a connector, as a people person, it's everything in my being. I want to be with people, work with people and be, 
outward every day. But what I've been called to in my life currently is as an author, which is the most isolating thing you could do, right? <laughs> Sitting on your couch all day, every day, just writing. And it's been so crazy and difficult. So I write pretty much alone. I am on the radio every day alone in a quiet room with a computer and a microphone. And I'm, I travel and I speak alone unless I'm blessed to have someone come with me. I, and I, and I cry out to the Lord, like, I don't even know what you're doing with this. There's almost no feedback unless I get to praise the Lord, you know, minister in person, which is obviously my favorite thing to do. Um, and it's so hard. So what I want to do is take this moment to just encourage those who don't get to see the fruit right away, who, who are, who are ministering in the dark, who are loving on an elderly person who can't even respond, who are, you know, caring for babies, who are, you know, doing bookkeeping in the back closet, who are, you know, those people who, who kind of are on offering their heart and soul to the Lord, but they don't actually see they're, they're not in the spotlight. And, and somebody would easily say, I'm in the spotlight, right? You hear me, you see me, it might look like I'm in the spotlight, but actually it's often extraordinarily hidden. And I give my heart and soul over the airways or in a book or, or whatever every day. And it's like crickets. Is this thing on? Hello? It, it, what Lord? And he is so faithful because about once a week or sometimes more, I'll get an email or a message on social media and someone will say, oh my gosh, I heard you say this or you said that. And most of the time, the radio feature that I have, it's called Joybringer and it, it's a minute radio feature and it runs on stations all across the country, probably in every state. I have no idea most of the stations it even runs on. It's hundreds of stations across the country. And I don't even often know what runs when. I just record it and it kind of goes out into the world and stations pull from this database. And it's the Lord has reminded me, it's none of your business how I use your offering. And that sounds kind of crazy, right? But we want it to be like, <laughs> I want to know. But I just want to encourage you, like your offering, however you give it, whether it is through accounting or physical labor or your prayers or, or, or whatever, your love offering and your ministry has incredible impact. And even if we don't see it or feel it, the Lord is faithful to use it in ways that will blow your mind. The way I got an email from somebody in Canada, like I didn't know my feature played in Canada. This was like a couple of days ago. And, and I was so encouraged because the Lord is faithful to let me know, like, I am using your offering. During the time that was the most difficult for me, we had just moved across the country. I was in legitimately the depths of despair. Like, truly, my husband had tried to, was going to kill himself um, a year and a half ago. And he went into an eight-week treatment program. And the day after he got done, we moved across the country. And when we got to where we live now in Tennessee, everything went quiet and still. And I then felt all the things because I had to like keep going, right? And it was insane. And I finally, for the first time in a few months, had gotten quiet. And the despair and the fear and the anxiety and the depression hit me so hard. But every day I still had to be on the radio. And every day I had to talk about joy and Jesus. And I would weep at my microphone. And I would just 
cry out to the Lord. I have nothing to say. I don't know what to say. And I would just share honestly, not all the details, but just share like when you don't feel joy, you can at least lock eyes with it because he's in the room with you. Just things like that. Right. And during that time, I had no idea if anyone was even ever listening, if anything was going on. And shortly after that, that period of time, I got an email from my boss at the radio station that I'm on every day in Michigan. And he said, he sent me these numbers and I didn't even know what they meant. I had no idea. And I finally kind of asked like, what, what is this? What is this that you're sending me? And he goes, those are the ratings. I was like, Oh, I, I didn't even know we're rated. Like, (laughs) do we do that? Um, for that season, they started doing ratings and my midday show, 10 to 2 every day in all of West Michigan, is the number one rated radio show in all of the radio, all of the station, pop, rock, country, you name it. My little rate every day on Joy 99 where I talk about Jesus and I talk about scripture and I was in the depths of despair. The Lord was like, I'm going to use this. And it launched this crazy ratings like who cares about that right but and I didn't even know but God is so faithful to do the work with your faithfulness and your offering and your ministry so I'm I know that's kind of a roundabout way of saying but it it's the thing that has powered me in these seasons when you don't know if what you do even matters if if anyone even knows or sees or receives what you're putting out there every day God is at work and he is faithful to take the seed, to take the word and do the work. And that takes the pressure off of us because it's not about results. He He's the one doing the work. It's just a matter of our heart and our offering. Amen. And even this Dennis, morning, I don't I was... remember, I don't remember the question, but that... <laughs> no, we're just talking about testimonies and things. And I, I love everything. That's my testimony. Said. Yeah, love everything you said. And even this morning, I was just singing the song by Big Daddy Wave, the audience of one. And I'm like, God, everything I do is for you. I'm called to plant in water. You bring the increase. Like you were saying, the results are on the Lord. Like, I and I've said this so many times for so long that like God, success to me is being obedient to what you call me to do. What that looks like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even care. And he's just been showing me repeatedly like you have no idea the ripple effect of your yes. You have no yeah. idea what your obedience to the Lord does and how it impacts one person. And then that person impacts another person and so on. And it's just, it's beautiful to hear that, you know, uh, the other side of it. Cause I too work from home and, and there are times it's like, okay, I have to get out of this house, go to a coffee shop or something because I am like an extrovert with a capital E and I'm like, yeah, and not <laughs> just be sitting at my desk all day. Like I will go crazy. And so God's allowed for me to be able to do those things as well and get my people fixed. And so anyway, that is so encouraging everything you shared for me because I'm in that season of life too, where it's like, you're putting out blogs and you're creating content and doing these things. And, and God sends people along, you know, from time to time, even like yesterday, I got to go deliver a couple of my devotionals to a lady and she just started crying. And she's like, Mm. you have no idea how much this is ministering to me. And I don't know, just getting those little nuggets of encouragement from the Lord is just like, it keeps you going because you know, it's making an impact, even if you can't fully see it. So, right, right which is a really good lead into my next question. So I love that you are someone who values transparency. So what has given you the boldness to be so real and what encouragement can you give to others to do the same? I don't know any other way to be. (laughs) I really, I I think it's because I've spent most of my life on stage and 
the tendency is to be fake, right? The tendency is to, especially as a kid in theater, it's like everything is very animated and bold and, um, you know, jazz hands and big smiles. But when you realize that's not, that's not what people want, right? Right. I could put on a show, but what really affects and changes atmospheres is honesty and transparency. And so like in acting school and that you learn to like take off the mask and just be and let that be enough. And I also would look around in the industry and you can just tell like I, the masks, it's gross, right? And the opportunism and the, it's just, it just feels icky. And I never wanted to be that. And people would always say like, what is it about you? Oh my gosh, you're on stage and I just can't take my eyes off you. And I just knew, I was like, if I was going to do this, I was going to do it powered by the Lord. I was going to let his goodness and glory shine through me. And that to me, that that's the point, right? I'm not here for me. And, because if I was here to, to, to release my message, it would be different. I wouldn't want to release my message of, you know, look at how great my life is. <laughs> like, look how eloquent I can be. I want to release the message of hope and goodness. And that means, I mean, read scripture, right? It's, it's the, the dirty and the hard and the, the trial and the fire and the flood and the, that's, that's real. That's when God shows off in, in our trial and our difficulties, when we allow him to, to be our strength and to be the power in our lives. Um, I don't ever want people to look at me and think I have it all together. I want people to look at me and say, look at the power of God in her life. Um, and that only comes with transparency also because I have been freed mightily by the righteousness of God, the, he has wiped the shame away and I have no problem talking about things that I've experienced in my life, the choices that I've made in my life that, that led to sin and death because Jesus has rescued me from those things. And sometimes it makes people really uncomfortable. Um, one of the reasons my publisher stated that she had theological differences with the, the content of my book, three of the things she stated were things I didn't even care about. And I could have changed that. So what that translation, I can use a different one. It doesn't even matter. But the one thing she was not okay with is not is the is the hill that I would die on is that I had an abortion when I was in my early twenties, and the Lord has mightily freed me from that pain and the the um, the shame from that because in the healing process, the Lord revealed to me that He was with me, mm. and He held my hand, and I thought of all places He would have abandoned me there. There's no way the Lord could have showed up. No way, because that literally. <laughs> is the worst. Like if there's the worst, that's it. And, and in the middle of the procedure, he revealed to me that he was standing next to me, holding my hand. He wasn't celebrating it. He wasn't cheering me, but he was loving me. And in the vision, he brought my mom who was standing on the other side of him, holding his hand and that healing. And I didn't know my mom at the time was alive. She died a year later and I, she never knew it was a secret. She never knew. And first thing I thought when she passed away was, well, she knows now. And I felt solace knowing that 
the baby was with her and that's all she wanted in life was a granddaughter, a grandchild. And so she got her grandbaby and she's in heaven with him. His name is Sammy. And that's all she ever wanted. And, and yet the Lord showed up with her. And I found out after she had died that she had two abortions before me. I didn't know that it was a generational curse. And I didn't know that's part of why she named me season because it was the right time. And she had been mightily saved by the Lord before I was born at a Billy Graham crusade, but I didn't know. And the Lord was so faithful to show me this incredible picture of love and mercy and grace upon grace upon grace. And the publisher didn't want to publish a story that would have Jesus showing up in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I say, bless you. I bless you in Jesus name to experience the grace of God. Yes. But that's a hill that I would die on because that changed my life, that healing and his grace and mercy and compassion. So I have to be transparent because that, that kind of grace and mercy in our deepest sin and shame is where the gospel is good news. The gospel's not good news to people who don't need him. Right? I don't, I don't need a savior. Right. Right. The people who need saviors that that's what we need is, is Jesus to show up in our sin and shame. Mm. And, and that's, that's why I have to be transparent because he's not afraid of our dirt. He's not afraid of our sin. He shows up and he polishes it and, and makes us clean. Mm. That is such a beautiful story of redemption. And, and one, thank you for being transparent and the Lord had shown me, I had a couple of years ago, I had a vision during worship at, at a church service. I was, I don't remember where I was at, but it was of me standing there with all of these chains wrapped around me. And some of them were small little chains, some were big clunky chains. And then just, I just saw the Lord come up with a key and he unlocked it. And the, like this padlock that was on and all the chains fell off and he handed me the key. And he said, that is your story. Do not hide your story and what I've done in your life and how I've set you free. And it's like, who cares if people get uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, that's where he gets the glory. Right. Yeah. And I've had times where I've been in front of, like, I remember one of the first conferences I spoke at, it was a couple hundred ladies and I was just, just me. Cause I'm the same way. I don't, I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be polished. I just want, that's why my podcast is called just Janice. I'm not going to add to who I am. I'm not going to take away from who I am. I'm going to be who God created me to be. And I remember a woman coming up to me afterwards and saying, Honestly, she goes, I don't mean to be like rude or anything, but I really don't like women speakers because she goes, they're just fake and they're whatever she goes. And she goes, I love hearing you speak. And she goes, because you're just real. And it's like, that's what I want to encourage anyone on here who is in any form of like communication or your speaker, whatever, just be real, be led of the Lord. And obviously every time I speak, different parts of my story come out or whatever, I just led by the Holy Spirit and what I share and when, but there is just such value in vulnerability and being able to be that. And so a lot of times when I speak, I've bought these little keys that I put in these little organza bags and pass them out. And I tell women, just empower them to share their story, be real. Don't be ashamed of it, get healed and whole, and then walk in the freedom Christ has given you. And don't be afraid to share what Christ has done in your life, because there are other people who are still bound and need to know that he can do the same thing for them. And so, so I honor you for being transparent and sharing those things that, that, may be difficult or whatever, despite how, what anyone thinks. So, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about joy. You've hit on this several times throughout here because you are a joy carrier. So what is biblical joy and how can we live our lives filled with joy despite the craziness in our world? 
Well, I think joy is so misunderstood, right? We, we, and, and rightfully so, it's confusing with happiness. We don't have a lot of words in the English language to express ourselves. And, and so we assume joy is happiness. And so we know, I think we would know that joy is not circumstantial. So I have tried to give it a go to define it as um, joy is a sense, a buoyant sense of well-being because of the Father's love, because of what Jesus has done for us, and because of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Joy is buoyant. It doesn't sink. My joy never has to change because Jesus never changes. He is the source, right? What he's done, who he is, and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit cultivates that and it, it and it helps because it takes it out of um, the feeling realm or the circumstance realm. Joy is often experienced as a feeling, having lots of feelings surrounding it. But we know from scripture that joy can be present in the most difficult of circumstances. So if Jesus is on the cross and it's the joy set before him that he endures the cross, the joy set before him is the vision of you and me with him in eternity of you and me living in fullness and freedom here and now. That was the joy. So he wasn't feeling joy, but joy was present and powered him through. So in those moments for us, when we don't feel it, where I feel everything but joy, I can lock eyes with Jesus as my joy and it gets me through those circumstances. I can trust that Holy Spirit is cultivating the fruit of joy in my life, the buoyancy, the buoyancy. So if, because if, 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 if joy is, or if, if joy is, um, a, uh, a fruit, that means it needs to be cultivated. And that means you can see it and it's tangible, right? So how is joy tangible? It's not just laughter. It's not just dancing. Joy is perseverance, right? Joy can be, um, it's, it's bringing, the good news. It's it's the joy, the announcement of joy. And just like love, love is an action. Joy can be rejoicing, can look like a lot of things. Um, and I think if we understand that joy is beyond circumstances and feelings, then more of us will grab a hold of it. I think because most people think that joy isn't for them because they're not cute and perky, right? Like if they're not you know, you and I, like little elves, like jump, like Keebler elves, like, right? <laughs> That's us. I'm like a Care Bear or like an elf. I'm a little just Energizer bunny. If if you don't identify with me or you in that way, then you think joy, because season and Janice are carriers of joy, right? I'm a joy bringer. It's who I am. It's a supernatural gift. The Lord has anointed me to do it. If that is who I am and you don't look like me, feel like me, act like me, then you think joy isn't for you. But joy is the good news of Jesus and joy is for you because Jesus is for you. So it's helpful to reframe it because my joy and your joy can look different. They can be expressed different. And that I'm passionate about releasing because um, I was a part of a emotional healing ministry at the church that I was working for. And uh, I was I would preach and be on the platform all the time, so people knew who I was. And and I was wrapping up this session with this woman, and she said, "I have to confess something to you." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and she said, "I hated you. I used to hate you. Every time you would get up on the platform, I'd be like, Ugh, not this girl again,' because I thought that you were fake." And I just, she said, "I literally said the phrase, 
of anybody at this church that I would not want to be locked in a small room with, it was you. And she said, and I got out of my car to come to this prayer session today and it was you. And I thought, oh God, anybody but her. And then we had to like be in a room together for two hours doing this prayer session. And she said, but I know what it was. The enemy was telling me what you have is fake and you'll never have that. Like that's, that's not real. She's fake. And because he wanted to convince me that what you carry isn't for me. And she's crying and she's like so excited because she's like, but that's a lie. And the enemy was trying to keep me from experiencing the true joy of the Lord. And she gives me this big hug and she's like, I love you and I'm grateful. And, you know, but joy can be offensive because the enemy uses it to divide and the enemy labels it as weak, as feminine, as optional, right? People think joy is the optional cherry on the t- Sunday of the gospel. But it's not. It's the second fruit of the spirit. And and if you understand Hebrew culture, especially lists are important and order is important. It's love, joy, and peace. But we forget about joy. So I'm so passionate about telling people that joy is for them, that the gospel is good news, and that I think joy is a superpower <laughs> because it's the thing that was present in the most difficult horrible experience of Jesus's existence, of anybody's existence, joy was present on the cross, which means it's present for us in anything that we can go through. And I get, well, I get very passionate about it and I could talk about it all day long. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. And I know, I love like when we know all these like popular phrases and like choose joy and different things, like it's not that simple. Like it's like, um, so oh no. I, and I say same not. like choose Jesus because the fruit yeah. comes by the abiding. And if you're abiding yep. in him, that's just gonna be cultivated in you. And so I love how you explained all of that and communicated joy and just and I, I've gotten like kind of like the same thing. You're just like over the top, bubbly, effervescent, yep. all the words that I get. And it's like this isn't just for me. And then even a few weeks ago, I was actually at a church ministering and these two ladies had come up to me and shared, they were just like, We just love your joy and I was like oh thank you you know whatever and then it like the Holy Spirit mm, starts speaking to me giving me words of knowledge and I opened up and shared a part of my story that I don't normally share not because I'm ashamed of it I just I guess it's part of my story I don't think about that much and I said I actually went through a long season of my life where I was completely joyless I slept all the time I was depressed I just didn't I didn't want to die but I didn't want to live either and, mm. and I just looked at this woman I said that's where you're at isn't it and she said yep and so it's like I want people to know like, this is the, it's 100% the Lord and, and the joy that I live in now every day is, is him. And it's that abiding in him and staying in his word and staying in his presence and just making him my first love. And, and I know that's where you're at too with it and it, with joy and, and he's your first love. He's everything to you. You made that very mm-hmm. clear. And so, mm-hmm. so it's beautiful. And those things fruit of the spirit only comes with the abiding. And so, so I love all of that. So our last topic conversation today and it's a hot one and possibly bringing it up because I'm nosy and incredibly single. So what is your love story? (laughs) No, girl, you are spectacularly single and that is a good thing. You are a spectacle (laughs) of the Lord. I also, before we started, I felt like the Lord was releasing Song of Solomon chapter four over you. And I think it's a really beautiful um, declaration of you as the beautiful bride and, and his bride first. 
uh, and, and somebody's bride someday, but you are spectacularly single. It's okay. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a problem to be solved. And, uh, I, um, I was married in my, uh, early twenties and, um, it was incredibly difficult, abusive, um, 30 days in my husband cheated on me and, uh, began to tell me that, um, he was not attracted to me. And the only way he would be attracted to me is if I would be with other men. And for five years, I tried to um, try to wrap my brain around that, uh, tried to be other people. He would say, you're an actor, which means you could act like somebody else. I'm not attracted to you. If you could lose weight, if you could, it was really horrible. Um, but I didn't believe in divorce. I wasn't about to do it. And, um, and then it just never got better. He was unwilling and, um, and he decided that it wasn't, uh, going to be possible for us to stay married anymore. And, uh, I was grateful. I'm very grateful for the release. I'm grateful for, um, for the fact that the Lord freed me from that because it was incredibly, um, pervasive and difficult and, um, really, truly, I had to do some big healing with the Lord. And so when I was released from that prison, frankly, um, the Lord called me his wife and he, and he said, <laughs> this is another thing that the publisher did not like. And I understand, but to me, Jesus said, <laughs> I identified with Jesus as my big, sexy husband, Jesus. He was all sufficient and big and strapping and amazing and beautiful. And I was healed and, and filled um, and cherished by the lover of my soul. And I was changed by his love in that way. As I became truly, he became my husband and I was the wife to the Lord. And um, that may sound crazy or strange. It may seem irreverent even to some people. Um, I understand that, but that's for me what healed my heart. And uh, I started going to seminary and, and I thought, I was convinced that I just, I could be a nun. I'm not Catholic, but I could have been like, I could go be a nun. I'll be the mother Teresa, live in Timbuktu and, and just serve you all of the days of my life. But Lord, if you have a husband for me, if there is someone that you'd want me to do life and ministry and, and, and share, connect my soul to, you're going to have to find him. Cause I'm not going to a bar. <laughs> I'm not going to marry another actor. I'm not going to. And I didn't want to meet anybody at church or in seminary because those were my places. Like I am here to learn. I'm not going to about to go on a date with that dude from my history class. <laughs> like For me, that's just where I was at. And especially even at church, like I'm here to worship the Lord. I'm not even thinking about, you know, that cute guy in the corner. Nope. So I locked down my soul and my heart and I thought, well, if there's anything you wanted to do, Lord, I joined a dating site. And uh, before Christian Mingle, I had, been on a couple of them and I went on a date or two. It was interesting, but you know, I wasn't really excited about it. So then I joined a Christian mingle and I saw this, I had these parameters, right? You have to like put the parameters and I had put these criteria and parameters. And pretty much I was like, listen, Jesus is my everything. So if you, if you don't share that, don't even bother, like whatever. So, um, I got an email one day from Christian mingle that said, here's some other people just outside of your criteria that you might find interesting. So I kind of scroll through this little carousel and I come across this picture and I was like, oh, hello, he's awfully cute. <laughs> and uh, I see this man um, and he's 
just adorable. And then he's got this very verbose uh, profile all about Jesus. Like, don't even try it. This is what my life is all about. I'm in ministry, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, he says, and I have three beautiful daughters. And it was literally a record scratch. Like, wait, what? <laughs> because I didn't have children. I was 33 and I didn't have any children. And I had never even thought about the idea that a man that I could be with would have children. I didn't come from a family that was, I, I, I'm an only child. I didn't have a blended family. I just had no experience with that whatsoever. So it freaked me out so much. I closed my account down for a week because I was like, clearly I am not ready for this. Like clearly if this is going to be even an option in my life, I have to figure out, you know, what that looks like. So I closed my countdown and every day I prayed about this cute guy, <laughs> this guy that I, and his kids and just not even about him, but just about the idea that maybe I could love somebody else's kids. And I had kind of just settled in my soul, not necessarily about this man, but just, Lord, I believe that if you want me to have a family, if you want me to be a mom, I just trust any way you want to do it. I don't care. I don't care. I trust you. And seven days later, I get an email from Christian Mingle that said, somebody's trying to contact you. And it was said cute guy with three daughters. Chris Bowers, Chris with a K. And I, he's like, Hey, I saw your profile. I think you're super cute. Check out my profile and get back to me. And I was like, ha funny thing. Um, I've been praying about you for a week. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? I said, at the risk of sounding like a stalker, <laughs> I saw your profile and it freaked me out that you had kids. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of a package deal. He's like, well, how do you feel about that? And I said the same thing. If the Lord wants to make me a mom, he can do it any way he wants. And 10 weeks later, we got married. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So I became an Insta mom. They were six, eight, and 10 at the time. And it was perfect in every way. And then hard and all the things that go into being a parent and being, I don't call myself a stepmom, but being a stepmom and being, you know, all, all the things. They, they are my daughters. They have another mother but they are my kids and it has been beautiful. It has been ugly. It has been painful. It has been joyous. It's been everything that any parent, I guess, experiences. Uh, they are now, what are they? I, this is the weird time of year that where they're not evenly spaced out. One turns 17 in two weeks. One is 18 and a half, almost 19. And one is 20. <laughs> in a few months, they'll be um, 17, 19, and, tw and 21. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so it has been all the things. But um, that is my love story. And my, I, I just knew, uh, we knew immediately. Um, I met him 20, 48 hours after I met him online. We met in person. Um, we lived in purity and, and boldness for Jesus and wanted to get married. And we just did it. Like, let's just, <laughs> why wait, right? Um, and I, it's the best gift in the world. The Lord did incredible work. Okay. Here's the crazy story. My oldest daughter is the exact same age difference between me and my mother. Literally. Oh my gosh. Exact. So my experience with my oldest daughter is, a, is like living this really crazy experience of my mom 
and me. Is that weird? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So I, at what am I, 43, am engaging with a daughter who's 20, almost 21. It, it, it's the same age spread as my mom and I. Um, my middle daughter is the same age as the baby I aborted. Wow. I wanted a, a daughter. I wanted one girl. And my mom was like, no, you're going to have a son, a grandson, and his name is going to be Sammy, and we're going to decorate his nursery with Sammy the Seal. And I was like, no, that's not happening. So that's the baby that she has in heaven. And I, the out of the three daughters, my middle one is literally, she looks just like me. She is now in college as a musical theater major, which is what I was. She, everything in her life and her soul came alive when she met me. And the whole family, mom, everyone says the same thing. Literally, she was the black sheep. And then I came into the family and she came alive. And she's the same age as the, as the child I aborted. Wow. What, yeah. what a story of redemption. And so, yeah. so encouraging. And I know a lot of people on the podcast know my story, but I don't know if you do. I was also married in my early 20s. Wow. We are the same. Literally. And, and stop the and madness. A lot of verbal abuse, like a lot of what you shared. I was like, yep, that is literally a mirror. What? And, um, which I believe I'll have my own natural children, but I've had a prophesy that I will have three children multiple Come times. Stop <laughs> the madness. It's, so funny. it's like, oh my gosh, I've listened to you talk. And I'm like, this is like so. Well, it's encouraging for me. And thank you for the word about Song of Solomon 4. I'm definitely going to look that up when we get off here and read it. And um, it's just, it's encouraging for me to see someone who is walking in the fulfillment of the things that I'm believing for. And I know that God is, is going to bring to pass in my life. And I actually told him when you were talking about wanting to be just like, honestly, I'm fine being single. Cause this for me has been such a fruitful season. I've been single for six years and yeah. it's been such a rewarding season. And I was kind of in a brat mood a couple months ago and I, was just talking to the Lord and I'm like, God, I know that you've made a promise to me that you're going to give me someone who loves me like Christ loves the church and that you have that for me. But honestly, like I'm good. <laughs> and I said, yeah. and I literally just, I said, give me one good reason to even consider getting in a relationship. And instantly mm. it was because two are better than one greater is a reward. And I said, okay. I said, if there's a kingdom purpose behind it, and I know I'm an, and I know I have my own declarations written out for my future ministry, sure. with my husband and things and what I'm believing for. And so hearing just hearing your story is so encouraging to me so thank oh, you praise the lord yes oh this has been such a good podcast i want to leave this space to just give you an opportunity to share any encouragement that you have on your heart for the podcast community oh gosh i feel like um it is it's so easy to listen to people like you and me and separate yourself from us because we are unique birds, <laughs> right? And I think it is so easy to say, oh, well, they have this and they have a platform or they have, you know, energy or joy and I'm, I'm not like that. Um, but I just feel that the Lord wants to affirm the uniqueness of each person child of each individual and that he doesn't need everyone to be colorful like us. Like everyone's color is unique and beautiful and he delights in the, in the variety. And so if you're feeling in any way, um, like there's so much sameness, we're like, Oh, same, same, same. But if you're feeling like, I don't have that, I don't, you know, 
the Lord, the enemy trying to like alienate you or just the reality of like, I'm not like that. The Lord delights in the uniqueness of who you are and you get to be excited about who you are because the Lord is excited about who you are and using you in your uniqueness um, to great effect in the kingdom. It's just, it. we all are called to affect the kingdom in so many ways. It's just beautifully ver uh, vast, right? We can't all be the same. And so I just know that I feel like the Lord wants us to celebrate those differences, celebrate that our joy looks different, celebrate that our offering in the kingdom is different. And, um, and when we do meet like-minded people, it's beautiful. It's fun. Um, but you don't have to be as outward as we are to, to do the work of the Lord. Um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to recognize because comparison is, is a thief of joy, right? So if we're like, I'm not like that, I don't have that. That's not where I'm at. Um, I just feel like the, the enemy loves to use that to, to divide and to discourage. So if you are wondering and, and feeling like, well, can I be used or is no one would want to listen to my story or whatever. That's not true. And, and I want to hear your story. And I know Janice wants to hear your story and, and we love to, I know about you, Janice. I love to meet people who have um, you, gifts that are different than mine. Yeah. I think that we're we're so much better together because we bring such uniqueness to the table. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to um, <laughs> the picture that I have is like of a peacock of like spread your feathers and show it off. Like just just you get to you get to show off your plumage. It's beautiful even if you think your plumage is dull. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's such an encouraging word. And I love, I love ministering on comparison because it's especially with women and that's the majority of who I minister to. It's like, it's so easy. And I find myself in those places too. I remember when I first stepped out in ministry, it was like, I was doing ministry with my friend, Anna, and she's just a fiery preacher, but she's so different than me. So different. And anyone who is listening to this or even Anna's like, yeah, we are so different. And I was just like, Lord, what's the point in me being a part of this ministry? Like she's right. fine, like with her and the Lord was really like, no, like you bring your own unique things to the table. And just honestly, it was a season for me of working through like some insecurities and just learning to identify enemy lies quickly. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you talked about that just so that we we don't get ourselves wrapped up in those things. And even earlier when you were talking about the woman who was like, oh, I can't stand you yeah. or whatever. I actually had that I, same experience with Lisa Harper. Like I could not, I saw her speak and I was, I didn't loathe her, but I was just like, I don't care for her. And it was a few years later, she was at another conference speaking. By that time I had went through so much healing in my own life. And I loved her. And I said, God, what in the world was that? And he goes, because she's a lot like you and you hated yourself at that time. Gosh. And it was like, oh, and now I get compared to Lisa Harper all the time, which is comical because I'm like, here, I didn't really care for her before. And it's because I was so broken. And so mm. just taking that time with the Lord, whoever you are listening, just to let him examine your heart and just make sure that you're not having any roots of jealousy, comparison, all those things. And walking in a in such freedom in your own identity in Christ that you could meet someone who isn't like you or even is a lot like you but you could just celebrate other people and that's huge for me is just celebrating the gifts and the uniqueness that is in other people that's so important that we do that so mm, I love amen. I love that you shared that <laughs> love that you share that so Susan can you tell us how listeners can stay connected with you and then would you be willing to close out our podcast in prayer 
<clears throat> yes. Sorry. Yes, right. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the best thing to do um, is go to my website, seasonbowers.com and follow with your email address. That's the best thing. Um, I am not one who sends out a lot of emails. Unfortunately, I need to get, well, fortunately, I need to get better at that connected through email. But um, that's one way emailing and uh, following on Instagram at seasonbowers is great. I've got a, a, a whole series I've been doing on Instagram called Real Joy. and it's it's super fun to um release the 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 words the lord gave that to me um cuz i was like i i knew i had to do stuff on instagram and social media and i just i'm sure you feel this way it feels i was like i'm not about to get on there and like dance to videos and i i just i'm not doing that that's i don't want to do that and he's like well you don't have to <laughs> so what do i do lord and he's like tell him what real joy is and so they'll play off of R-E-E-L and R-E-A-L. And so he's given me that and I'm obedient to release it. And it's really fun to see um, the feedback that it touches and then gets to people who wouldn't normally um, get to see something like that. So that's been fun. So you can follow me on Instagram, but ultimately I just love to be in uh, connection and, and how I can pray for people or just meet people. And I love to travel. I love to speak. And so I often, um, just say, I, I say yes to every opportunity I can to, to go speak at churches or events or whatever. Like I said, I, I'll speak on big platforms and small platforms and living rooms. And my favorite is just over lunch. So if I ever get to meet you, we will be having lunch together. That's just the way it is. Yes. So, oh. um, that's it. I love that. Thank you for coming on today yeah. and everything just, mm. What a pleasure! Such, such an encouraging conversation. And I know that anyone that tunes is in is going to be so encouraged and inspired by what you shared on here today. So thanks for taking time out of your day to be on here. I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And, and I would love to pray. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jesus. We love you so much. And I just want to declare that you are at work and we're just so privileged to be a part of that. Thank you. Um, that you, you're so faithful. You're so faithful to draw us to you, Holy Spirit, to draw us to, to Jesus, to, to be affected, radically changed by the love of God. Um, and we ask, I ask Lord that you would um, highlight to each listener right now how you want to increase the joy of their life. Lord, whether it's just the, at the revelation that it is indeed for them or if there's something blocking it in the way, if there's if there's a lie that they've believed or sin or whatever it is, Lord, I trust Holy Spirit that you're going to reveal it and and um, release freedom and joy in your children today. Um, whenever this is listened to, whoever this gets to touch, um, that they would feel your spirit and feel um, the joy rise up in them, that they would be um, changed by your goodness and your freedom and rejoice in the good news. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Janice. I bless her in Jesus name with even more opportunity to share your goodness and to um, reveal your power. Thank you, Lord, for uh, a sister in Christ. Thank you that we get to uh, link arms in, in any way that you have for us to link arms, to do your work and to uh, spread your glory. We love you, God. I'm grateful for this opportunity. And I ask you to take this offering um, and do with it what you will. We trust you and we give you all the glory. Amen. Mm -hmm.